Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's 9.30 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mezrowski. Outside, chilly start, 33 degrees. Feels like about 20 with some of that wind you see out there. Here's what's happening. Lockport firefighters were called to Emmett Belknap School on High Street Sunday afternoon. There was heavy smoke coming from the second floor. And investigators say the fire was caused by 18 electronic tablets stacked together and charging at the time of the fire. Due to the close proximity of the tablets, fire investigators said the batteries overheated and ignited because of the fire, smoke, and water damage. Classes canceled at the school today. Damage listed as of right now. At about $300,000. Wow. Some new moves to boost the banking industry over the weekend as another week begins on Wall Street. The subsidiary of New York Community Bank Corp. has agreed to buy Signature Bank, one of two failed banks recently taken over by the FDIC. The other, Silicon Valley Bank, still has no buyer. It comes as ABC News confirms the Federal Reserve was aware of risks to Silicon Valley Bank for years. In 2021, the Fed cited key risks to the bank, including its handling of liquidity. And by July of last year, the Fed rated the bank deficient for governance and controls. The Fed is now conducting an internal review. That's Justin Finch reporting. Well, all eyes on the Manhattan district attorney now that former President Donald Trump said in a social media post over the weekend that he'll be indicted Tuesday for his misdeclaring of hush money paid to a porn star before the 2016 election. Aaron Katursky tells us what an indictment would mean for Trump and looks ahead at other investigations. It would certainly make him the first former American president to face criminal charges and and. They wouldn't necessarily be the only ones because Trump is under investigation over his role on January 6th, over his handling of classified material, over efforts to overturn the, the 2020 presidential election in Georgia. And, and all of those prosecutions at some point will come to a, a decision as to whether to, to file charges. The DA in Manhattan has not commented on a possible indictment except to say that his office will not be intimidated by Trump's call to protest. A lot of people are still thawing out from yesterday's St. Patrick's Day parade along Delaware Avenue in Buffalo. Tens of thousands braved the cold for the annual event, including this family pulling their two little kids in a wagon. I got a lot of layers on, and we have uh, hand warmers under their seats, (laughs) under their butt. 
The parade included the family of fallen firefighter Jason Arno marching with Irish flags and followed closely by Buffalo Fire Engine Number no. 2. Um, the, the hand warmer as Under a seat. Their butt. I yeah. mean, that's, uh, that's that one a good way idea? to go about it. Uh, I had a better idea. Stay at home on the couch and <laughs> don't have to worry about it. I don't know. It's just too uh, too cold for me to it, think about going out there. It wasn't the temperature so much as it was the wind. The wind was brutal. Yeah. Um, looked nice. You know, It, it was sunny. A little sunshine. But, yeah. man, the, all the cold wind, right. rain, you know. That's, uh, I'll stay home one. from the parade this year. Uh, but, hey, it was a nice time out there. Two parades this weekend. Going off, even in the cold, without a hitch. Uh, and now, spring this week. We'll feel it, too. We'll have a few days in the 50s. Uh, we'll have more on that in just a few minutes. But with spring here, many people getting ready for the next Buffalo tradition, right? The annual trip to the Broadway market. WBEN's Brayton Wilson tells us the market is ready. This upcoming Saturday will signal the kickoff for the Easter season at the Broadway Market, where 40 to 50 additional vendors will be open every single day in East Buffalo, right up through Holy Saturday on April 8th. Starting March 25th, all of your Easter vendors are open every single day. For the most part, starting at 8 a.m., closing at 5 with extended hours during Easter week. They'll all be open. And we have a lot. We have great bakeries, a couple new vendors, and all those traditional vendors that you look Look for for those special treats. That's manager of the Broadway Market, Kathy Peterson. Among some of the new vendors of the Broadway Market this Easter season will include Dragon Girl Tea, That Greek Guy Bakery, Gino's Italian Bakery, and Blue-Eyed Baker. Also making their long-awaited return to the Broadway market this year is Krushiki Bakery after stepping away from the market for a few years. Krushiki was always a staple at the Broadway market all year long and then especially at Easter. So it's great that they're coming back this Easter as well as Missouri's. Good bakeries are hard to find sometimes. And so we're, we're very happy they'll be back. So it'll complete your Easter basket between the sausage, the horseradish, the plants, butter lamb. You'll be all set. A complete list of vendors and events leading up to the Easter holiday is available by visiting Broadway market.org. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. Brayton, thank you. Looking forward to all of that in the coming weeks. Now across the world, trash piling up in the streets of Paris. Trains across France not leaving stations and demonstrators are clashing with police on the streets. France is in an uproar over French President Macron's push to increase the retirement age from 62 to 64 in Esde la Catera following developments in Paris. His proposed plan is raising the minimum retirement age from 62 to 64. And, uh, you know, so, so Macron says he doesn't have a choice, that people are living longer, that the mm. demographics are just changing, and that uh, the government will go into the red should the system stay as is. But on the flip side, demonstrators are saying uh, that, that there should be other ways to fund uh, pensions. So, for instance, some demonstrators we were speaking Speaking with, we're talking about taxing the rich. That's something we're hearing time and time again. Train workers striking again today. The National Assembly will take up a vote of no confidence. Many lawmakers upset that raising the retirement age was pushed through by an executive order and not okayed by a vote of parliament. Well, more school districts are suing major social media companies, saying they're responsible for a growing mental health crisis. Earlier this year, it was Seattle Public Schools suing, claiming social media companies are hurting students' mental health. Now, more districts are joining this legal fight. The latest is Bucks County Pennsylvania, adding its name to a nationwide lawsuit against Facebook, 
Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, and YouTube, claiming social media use is linked to increases in mental, emotional, developmental, and behavioral disorders, including cyberbullying, eating disorders, anxiety, and suicide-related outcomes. Rhiannon Alley with the report. A stinker for the Sabres. A 7 nothing loss to Boston at home yesterday makes the playoffs seem like a pipe dream. Head coach Don Granato. We're in a position that's more stress, more urgency, and that is a damn good thing because that's that's where we want it to be. Uh, we want to be in that situation where you have a, a, a team like this, a group like this, uh, that is experiencing a lot of that stress for the first time. Uh, and it has to adjust to to it. Uh, not only stress of the, within the game, I mean, you know, stress of the grind and, and stress of fatigue or stress of uh, playing through, you know, some things that can inhibit you from playing to your full capacity. Sabres host the Predators tomorrow night. I mean, uh. the uh, j- the sound of, you know, the Bruins in Buffalo laughing behind our coach I, yeah. talking about how it's too stressful for the team. I, you know, millennials in the workplace, everyone has to deal with it, even if you're a hockey coach, I guess. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm i just, uh, what a, it's been a rough, stretchy game, rough month right. for the Sabres, just in general. I mean, up like two weeks ago, the push was on, right, it seemed. And then, even before the weekend, you're thinking, you know, Friday here, I'm like, oh, you beat Philadelphia, and you know, I mean, you're still in you're still the in race, it. and. Yeah. Can't even do, do that one, so it doesn't look any good for the Sabres. Is looking good for Canisius. How about that? Had a really nice weekend, winning the Atlantic Hockey Championship by defeating Holy Cross on Saturday, punching their ticket to the NCAA tournament, their first appearance in the tournament since 2013. Now, uh, it's going to be a tough road for Canisius because they're going against the number one seed, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. They'll play in Fargo, North Dakota. In the regional semifinal, which I don't, maybe that does work to Canisius's favor. They used to just play these games like at one of the arenas, where you know the first round of the NCAA tournament would be at like the top four seeded okay. teams. Now they're doing like separate locations, right. so maybe Minnesota has a little bit less of a home ice advantage. Although I don't know, I'm sure they'll travel well to Fargo. Fargo. Okay. <laughs> um, single elimination, 9 p.m. Thursday. Uh, so that's when Canisius is playing. It'll be on uh, one of the ESPN networks hey, Thursday night. if they win, imagine. I mean, it's like the Cinderella upset, that right? Absolutely. would be crazy. And I know they had a good crowd down at Harbor Center on Saturday to cheer them on. It was the best hockey in town over the weekend. So yes, uh, way to go. Keep it going, Canisius. <laughs> Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Mostly sunny and windy today. Temperatures will be in the low 40s this afternoon. For tomorrow, partly to mostly cloudy skies. Temperatures in the mid 40s. Mostly cloudy mid 50s on Wednesday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Jill Schlesinger from JillOnMoney.com. Her show, Heard Weekends here on WBEN, is with us this morning to talk about banking concerns. More moves made over the weekend to keep banks from failing. But, Jill, I feel like it's whack-a-mole, right? Just as you get one short up, another one pops up. Well, you know, it's not, thankfully, it is not the huge banks that are needing the big rescues. So what we are talking about is some of the mid-sized banks that took on some extra risk 
since the financial crisis and probably in the last five years or so that are coming under pressure. So over the weekend, in case you were very focused on the NCAA, which I think is smarter than focusing on what I had to focus on this weekend, we had UBS, the largest bank in Switzerland, buying the smaller rival Credit Suisse. Credit Suisse has been scandal ridden, poorly run for, you know, essentially five or 10 years. It's just, it's been a real nutty situation there. Everything from like, when I say scandal, like there was a spying scandal where the CEO CEO was spying on the CFO. I mean, this is crazy stuff. But more importantly, when you look at Signature Bank, when you look at Silicon Valley Bank, and when you look at Credit Suisse, you have companies that were managed uh, really get hoping that interest rates would remain low forever. And as soon as interest rates started to rise a year ago, the entire fortunes of some of these banks and their business models came under pressure. And that is the core issue here. It's as if you said to yourself, hey, it's the pandemic. Interest rates are zero. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put every single one of my dollars into really crazy meme stocks in the technology sector. And as long as interest rates stay low, my retirement is safe. And then you know what happens. Aren't banks supposed to have like risk management people to, you know, stop that exact thing from happening? Well, yes, absolutely. They do have risk management people, but they also have regulators. And the regulators here are going to be coming under the focus because when you look at, say, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, they are overseen by their state banking regulators, the OCC, and also importantly, the regional Federal Reserve Bank, wherever they are. So look at the SVB and and Signature are both based on the West Coast. So they're overseen by the San Francisco Federal Reserve Bank. That, that bank, actually, which regional banks have oversight responsibilities, they spotted some problems. And they actually communicated with these banks saying, hey, we see some problems. But obviously, events took on a much more dire tone in the last, say, six weeks. And the reality is that we're relying on the regulators to communicate with the banks and the banks to, in turn, re- reply to those inquiries. It, we're going to kind of have to see how this went down. There will be a postmortem on the regulatory regime. And remember, these banks, especially Silicon Valley Bank, but these mid-sized banks, they lobbied their Congress people. They lobbied regulators to get their regulatory regime reduced in around 2015, 2016. And in 2018, guess what? The regulators were kind of gave in and they said, okay, if you've got less than $250 billion in deposits, we'll kind of lighten up the load on you. That has come back to bite us all in the tush. People want to know, Jill, are they safer to have their money in a larger bank or in a community bank? Well, you know, listen, I don't think a community bank has the same issues as, you know, I know we're talking about Silicon Valley Bank as if it were a community bank, but it's not. If you are banking with an institution that has FDIC insurance or, by the way, a credit union that carries similar insurance for credit unions, then you're okay. If you've got FDIC insurance and you've got less than 250 grand, you're fine. You really are. Now, if you are a business and you are relying on these banks for your cash flow, for your paying your bills, I think you've got a harder choice because I think for those kinds of companies, you know, unless they raise the limit for FDIC insurance, you might have to trade rotten service for stability because the large banks are stable right now. They do provide a little bit more peace of mind, but I can almost guarantee you're not going to get the high touch that you would get from your local community bank if you go with a large institution. 
On the Fed and their role in this, I should they have been maybe more forthcoming, if that is possible, with what they're going to do regarding interest rates, knowing the position that a lot of these banks are in? You know, it seems like all the time we're playing this guessing game of, oh, what will the Fed do with their meeting? Like, who knows? You raise interest rates this or that, or how long will it take? And, you know, that has in part led to what we're seeing here over the past couple of weeks. Do they bear some responsibility? I think they bear responsibility, but not on that front, okay? Because the Fed telegraphs what they're going to do, and they have been telegraphing what they've been doing. They really have. If you look back, you know, a year ago, the Fed started raising interest rates, and they basically got on it. And they, every single Fed official in every single speech said, inflation, we're getting back, we're going to catch up with inflation. They got, the Fed themselves got caught flat-footed. They should have started raising interest rates six months prior to the moment they did. It was probably the fall of 21 they should have started. They started raising rates. Remember, interest rates were at zero percent a year ago, and they are now at four and a half percent, heading up to five. So, you know, that's one thing that they're telegraphing what they're going to do. I think the bigger issue is that the regulation of banks has to really get reviewed, and also that banks themselves—if you're, you know, the the, the idea of risk management resides in a banking institution, and frankly, if the banks are betting on a strategy that only works when interest rates are low, that's a pretty bad strategy. And it's very different. You know, the banking system is integral to the whole financial system. When Mark Zuckerberg makes a mistake about his strategy, he lays off 23,000 people, right? But when the banks make a mistake, they're putting the system at risk. And that's why we're talking about this, not because we think banks are so special and they need to get they need special service from us. What we're doing is we're trying to say we want to make sure that the system continues to work. And the system relies on a banking system that's healthy. And so we really need to have a postmortem about what happened at these banks, what was the regulated, re- regulatory regime in place, and do we need to make change to in- make sure the system remains safer? All right. And now the Fed is meeting this week to decide on interest rates. What do you think they do? Do they pause or not? Well, I, I think the next two and a half days are going to be really important. I think if nothing else tumbles in the next two and a half days and there's kind of like uh it's it's shaky and scary but nothing else happens then i think they raise by a quarter of a percentage point if we see a broader contagion start to crop up and like you said like a -a whack-a-mole and something big tumbles then they may pause my best guess is a quarter of a percentage point because inflation is still really a problem last week we had the consumer price index that came out Prices are up 6% from a year ago. That is a lot. And oh, by the way, one thing we haven't mentioned in all of this, banking situations like this can tend to be recessionary, right? Why? Because banks are going to get freaked out. They're not going to lend as much. We don't borrow as much. And then there's less spending. So the Fed is also trying to balance where the economy is going to land after this entire banking instability goes away. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.